Welcome to the Mind Over Motherhood podcast. I'm your host, Dr. Carly Crew, a mom to twin girls, small town family doctor, and an anxiety and mindset coach for moms and mompreneurs. Let's face it, motherhood is an adventure, and it can be all-consuming if we let it. I believe that too often we lose ourselves when we become mothers, and our lives run us rather than us running our lives. This podcast is designed for the multi-passionate, but overwhelmed mom who is ready to master her mindset, quiet the chaos, and create the life and business of her dreams without sacrificing what's important to her. Each week on this show, I'll bring expert tips, guest interviews, and a healthy dose of honesty to help you finally step back into your power and create the life you've always wanted. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hi, welcome back to Mind Over Motherhood. On this episode of Mind Over Motherhood, I'm going to be talking to Lara Schmoisman, who is the CEO of The Darl, which is a boutique agency. Lara is a, pardon me, a boutique marketing agency. She's a business strategist and also a podcast host. Her podcast is called Coffee Number Five. And I'm really excited because Lara is going to bring so much experience and wisdom to Mind Over Motherhood from our entrepreneurial perspective, because she's been so successful building this marketing agency that she now has, I believe you said, over 30 staff as part of your agency all over the world. It's scary. It's scary every time I think about that. It's amazing. Yeah. It's scary, but I cannot imagine my life without any one of them. Amazing. So this is Lara. Lara, thank you so much for joining me on Mind Over Motherhood. Thank you so much for having me. It's a pleasure being here. So first up, I always like to ask my guests, just tell us a little bit about yourself. So one, you have a killer accent. And so I'm sure everyone's (laughs) listening and wondering, where are you from? But please tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Um, I'm from Argentina. I started very young working in radio. I was 14. Uh, By accident, I started working in a beach show every summer. I went back because I loved it. I thought that the radio would be my life, but then at some point I decided I wanted more and I wanted to go into production and then I realized, okay, there's more, there's television. And so I became a a producer for television. I was working in a network and at some point my contract ended and I said, you know what, I should learn English because I didn't speak a word. So honestly, I want to go to London, but there was nothing going on there. So I ended up in LA and for a six weeks program. And as I was here, someone called me and said, hey, you think you can try to produce this for me? And I try and it worked out. So and I kept staying and staying. And that ended up in me getting a visa and then working in the entertainment industry for many years. I tried some film industry, television, distribution, and then I fell in love with the digital business. I, it was like a whole new world. My first website was 1998. Wow. Uh, so I've seen it all digital. I worked with the biggest companies. I was very lucky. And I work in also ad agencies. I taught digital marketing uh, for in college. And I always wanted more. And I'm so grateful that now I have the opportunity to give back. Give back of working with my team, working back with entrepreneurs. That is my passion, small businesses, and also 
feedback in right now as I told you the secret because mm -hmm. my team will hear me uh, I'm launching an online training very soon amazing amazing and so your agency is called the Darl uh-huh and so what is kind of the mission of that you were we were speaking a little bit before we started recording and you were talking about your passion to you know educate new entrepreneurs about the online world and so i'd love to hear a little bit about the mission behind the darl well the mission behind the darl is teamwork basically when i'm working i'm not the ceo i'm the boss at the end of the day and i have to make executive decisions but when we're working we all a team I roll my sleeves and if I need to step in and write a script, I will do it. I will do anything that it needs to be done to meet the deadline. And when we're brainstorming, we're a team and I don't expect my team to see me as a boss. And if they need to fight me on something because they think that they are right and I'm wrong, I expect them to do that because I don't expect anyone in my team to think that they're under me. I expect anyone in my team to think as an entrepreneur. Amazing. And, uh, and I ex and the same relationship with my clients. I have that relationship of a back and forth with my clients, but it's always very respectful. And nobody knows their brand better than my clients because they're their babies. It's their pa passion. But it's my job from the marketing perspective, from the strategic perspective, knowing the analytics, knowing the algorithms, just to guide them and to help them to reach their goals. Mm -hmm. I think that when, I mean, you're a unique guest on Mind Over Motherhood because your business is so advanced. And I have had very experienced entrepreneurs on the podcast, but many of my guests are kind of evolving still in their entrepreneur journey. Um, where you've had this 20 years plus of, of business experience. And so I can get the impression that you really have a kind of a, a big picture perspective of the online business world and a little bit more insight into, you know, how to market effectively with all that experience that you've gained. And on top of that, you're a mom as well, which is super fitting for the podcast. It, it, I am a mom. I'm a mom of teenagers which is like a love-hate relationship every day. And right now, homeschooling, I don't get me started. Oh my goodness. So you've spoken a lot about having a team and, and online marketing. So tell me a little bit about the roles. Like, I'm not super clear on the Daryl is a marketing agency. So in your team, do you employ like different people who do different parts of online marketing or how does that work exactly? Well, we have different clients and basically each client has a team and each role works with different clients at the same time. Like we have project managers, uh, social media managers, uh, designers, multimedia designers, search engine optimization, uh, advertisement or um, what else? We have writers, uh, marketing writers, content managers. Uh, we have a lot of people involved in each one of the projects, but everything we do is collaborative. Every account has their own team and we work together a lot because we work based in something that I call an ecosystem or a spectrum that each point needs to be touching another one or connect, interconnecting with another one. You cannot have um, 
a Facebook without having a web page, without mm -hmm. having an Instagram. Everything needs to be interconnecting with another. Every ha everything has to have, it's kind of a puzzle, mm -hmm. but with certain goals. Everything has a reason. We don't do things without a reason. And we do it with the knowledge of knowing how the algorithms work and how one thing will benefit the other. So we choose the pieces that will help our clients, or we choose how, for example, not everyone should be doing TikTok. Only certain clients will benefit from TikTok. Even not everyone should be doing Twitter or LinkedIn. Well, probably sure everyone should have a LinkedIn account, but a personal one. But I mean, not everyone should be heavily in LinkedIn. I mean, every person, every client is different. And that's one of the biggest mistakes people make, trying to replicate other people's success. That's so because true. Every, every person is unique. Every business is unique. That's why I believe in the boutique business. Mm -hmm. Well, and now I can see when you just described that, I mean, we had spoken before and I said that, you know, entrepreneurship, online entrepreneurship specifically, is kind of posited or even put forth as like a DIY career, right? Like uh -huh. you can do all the parts. You can. <laughs> doesn't you can, mean you'll absolutely. do them well. Does not mean you'll do them well. And doesn't mean that you'll not miss out or, um, you know, put effort onto something that wouldn't serve your business necessarily, right? Like you're saying, like not everybody should be on TikTok. And without that insight and that bigger perspective of what will work well for a business, this, I is, how I, this is how I see it. And I, I was telling you before, I have some clients that they are doctors and I tell them, hey, you can go and do your social media. Of course, you can have an Instagram in your phone, but at the end of the day, is your time worth it that? Would you make more money being a doctor or make more money doing your Instagram? Yeah, and totally. Also, I mean, I can go and buy an I can go and buy a, a surgery kit. Doesn't mean that I should be performing surgery. Totally. Yeah, absolutely. Well, and I could, I could see how there would be a real benefit of hiring an agency, like you said, where all of the parts are interconnected, right? All of yeah. the, the copywriters, the social media marketers, the web design is all communicating, right? Because a lot of what I think many online entrepreneurs do is they kind of piece together there, you know, I have this person doing my podcast, I have this person doing this and this person doing that, and they might not all communicate. And it takes then your you as the, like the CEO to come in and kind of coordinate all those people, whereas an agency like yours is all interconnected. What they don't understand is that they're failing their brand. Their brand should have the same voice, but speaking the native, native language of each platform. Mm -hmm. It's like you're, you're speaking dialect. Mm -hmm. Each platform speaks a different dialect and you need to understand it. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, you should be the same brand, the same personality in each network or in each platform. So if you have different people doing everything, it's really difficult to have the same personality. Absolutely. Very interesting. So what sort of brands, I mean, I, I'm assuming lots of different brands, but is it predominantly like personal brands, like, you know, online coach, like what exactly, what are the main businesses actually, that you would say Actually, you? we work with a lot of different things. We, we take businesses that they're challenging to us. And uh, we believe that a business 
they need to be a good fit to us and we need to be a good fit to them. We don't take businesses to work with that we don't feel like we can help them and that we cannot communicate because communication is everything and we are a partnership with our clients. We work very, very closely to them. So if we cannot work closely with them, which we don't feel like we're going to have this back and forth communication, it's just it's not going to work out. Like, for example, right now, as we're talking, I have in the text from one of my clients saying, hey, can you talk right now? And <laughs> if I wouldn't be in the live, I would say, sure. Yeah. So, and you mentioned being part of it, being a boutique agency allows you to really be involved with each of your clients, which is really nice for you, I would say. It does. And for me personally, it makes me makes it possible to don't get bored because I will I don't think I could work with just one kind of client mm -hmm. that would drive me crazy mm -hmm. I love the challenge of understanding different industries and many times what is wonderful is that I, we can help one client collaborate with another client and that's incredible those collaborations are help a lot mm -hmm. so Talk to me a little bit about the intersection for you between motherhood and entrepreneurship, because you've raised your children while building this business and they were pre-teens probably when you started because you said you've been in business for about two and a half years. So talk to me a little bit about like what have been some maybe strategies that have helped you balance those two very competing sometimes demands. It is very challenging. I'm not going to lie. It is very, very challenging because your business is your child too. Mm -hmm. And it's a very demanding child. Mm -hmm. So you just need to talk to your kids and make them understand that this is a family effort and you're doing it for them and this is going to be theirs to keep. Mm -hmm. That's something, because that's what parents do. We do it for them at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. Not only for that us. Yeah. Um, but at the same time, we are humans and we are, in, in my case, I'm a woman that I want to feel good and that you're leaving a legacy and you do something for yourself and you can do something for others and mm -hmm. and so I mean you sh I just use tools like I have Trello I love Trello mm -hmm. I Me like too. Tre Trello uh, simplify my life my team helps a lot just to be very very organized and have logistics and make sure that if I have a kid's appointment with a doctor I have a kid's appointment with a doctor and that's a priority in my life my mm -hmm. kids are always going to be first and that day is blocked I'm sorry mm -hmm. yeah no I appreciate that and I think that I think that that's really important for our children to see too right that like yes the business is really important but so are you and your your days are gonna you know also revolve around them sometimes and but again communicating why mom is doing this and I think that's yeah but I think also, when your kids are old enough yeah but also you, they need to understand that they cannot do things in a whim because mommy's busy and you cannot say, hey, mommy's going to lose her job if you keep doing this because it's not true. But mom needs to put a lot of work in order to succeed right now. Mom needs to do this because this is what is going to help us and I need you to help me. Mm -hmm. There are different situations, so you need to get them on board because mm -hmm. this is a family decision. Yeah, certainly when you have children who are the age of yours, for sure, when they can really understand. On my side, it's a little bit different. My kids yeah. are 
right? There are only three, almost four actually. And they get it. They always, you know, say they're doing calls and going to go do my coaching calls and, and all this sort of stuff when That's they so see me, cute. you know, even just leaving tonight, I had, we had finished dinner and I said, well, mom has to go do a podcast interview. And she says, and one of my daughters said, well, why mom? And I said, because mommy's an entrepreneur. And, and I think that so many more children are going to grow up with mummies being entrepreneurs, which I think is amazing, yeah. right? I really it's think incredible. Gonna, yeah. Actually, you know what? I have my two kids uh, as part of the, the team too. My older one, he's an incredible writer, so he helps with some writing. Amazing. And my youngest one, he helps with IT. So he's, I, you try to involve them. You try to be, yeah. make them part of it. I don't want them to feel like it's my business and you cannot be part of this because this is an adult world. No, mm-hmm. it's their world too. This is marketing. This is not brain surgery. Nobody will die of it. Right. Yeah. If you have your kids involved, that's for sure. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Yeah. So if I get my kids just to write on his computer something for me, and if it works great, and if he doesn't, great too, because yeah. he tried and he's learning, uh, right? And, and I think learning. that that's what our generation of children will pick up from this mompreneur generation is mm-hmm. that you can really, um, you can do a lot, one from home, which is empowering, right? Because it allows yeah. people to work remotely and travel and do all that sort of stuff. And, and all the mindset things that go with building a business online, right? There's so much personal development that happens when you build businesses online. Yeah. And then we equip them with a lot of entrepreneurial skills as well, like you are with your son, which is amazing. Exactly. I mean, and you just try and it's not that he will hurt anyone for trying. He was not mm-hmm. hurting your business and we just give them those five extra minutes of attention, but it's, it's just putting your mindset into it to be that mm-hmm. parent for those five minutes, which sometimes is hard because mm-hmm. you're dealing with your business. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's hard to say, okay, I need to be a parent and stop the world and be a parent for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Or right now that they have different lunch breaks. Mm. Well, I have to become two different cafeteria lunch breaks. <laughs> oh, man. So are your children going back to school in person then? No, they are online, but they oh. have they got different, two different lunch breaks. Perfect. <laughs> so they each want individual attention on their lunch breaks now, which is... No, they get dropped different to lunches. <laughs> you do what you need to do, and they're okay with it because they prefer to be with their phone at that time. Um, but they get, di- yeah. they get dinner time with me, uh, which is great, and breakfast time, and they're teenagers. I yeah. mean, when they were little, it was a different story. For sure, for sure. So tell me, I, I, I've picked up a few themes through your through our conversation about what has made you as an entrepreneur and your business so successful. But I would love to hear from you some of the characteristics or qualities that you find has made you a very successful entrepreneur. First of all, I think perseverance is one. And also my team. Mm-hmm. If it's something I can tell you, uh, mistakes I made at the beginning is not to to learn how to get the right people around. It's the most important mm-hmm. thing that you can do. Just people that you can trust and get things done, and meet the deadlines, and let you do your work so you know that it, they will deliver. Mm-hmm. It's the mo- most important thing that you can do. Sometimes allow yourself to have fun. I mean, I have so much fun with my team. I have to accept I, I'm very interesting how I, I lead my team but we 
we're very unusual. We are like 30 people and we have a monthly challenge, for example. And, and on Slack, we have a, um, a channel that is called Challenge. So there is a monthly battle on that challenge. Like this, this month, for example, is that you need to create a meme with the, a company culture. So there is an ongoing fight. <laughs> last last month was a uh, you know those well it's a game and my husband came back from another floor of the house like because he heard all this yelling just because of a pizza someone wins a pizza but once a month we have this challenge and he heard thirty people yelling and doesn't matter whatever they're in the world yeah. and what religion we have we see no color no religion we have every single person in the world, every single religion, every everything. And everyone is competing for all this. And the battle is nonsense. <laughs> and But it's fun. It's fun. So much fun. And that's amazing. I think that's a really important characteristic to bring in, right? Because a lot of us can get so like head down, focus on the business, you know, got to make money, got to be productive, and we can really miss out on the opportunity for fun. And I think, you know, the, the, the who you who you surround yourself with characteristic is extends even beyond business, right? I think that yeah. it's, it's that extends even just to your life in general, right? You have to surround yourself, even if they're not employees or team members necessarily, but you have to surround yourself with the people who Make life fun and inspire you and support you. It's the same thing. You need to learn how to separate life and business. You can work with people that you have fun. It doesn't mean that if I'm I'm still the boss and I'm still going to be pushing buttons and pushing deadlines. And if I don't like something, I'm going to be very upset. That doesn't mm-hmm. change a thing that I, in the challenge, I'm going to be fun. I'm going to be fighting with all of them. And our one, I'm going to be brainstorming. I'm going to be one of more of them. That doesn't change that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's still myself. I mean, I cannot get it why you have to be black or white. Well, there are mm-hmm. so many shades of gray in mm-hmm. the middle. Mm-hmm. And allowing yourself to, like you said, kind of have all those facets of your personality as a leader and a business owner as well when you have staff like and a team. Uh, exactly. And it's okay to be vulnerable. And it's okay. I mean, I don't know if you received my newsletters, but all my newsletters, believe it or not, I write them myself. Because people don't believe that I write myself. And they're all personal. I always tell, I believe in storytelling, that you have to be compelling. And they're mm-hmm. all stories of my life. Stories that things that happened to me or that I believe or I talking to about my team. And you have to be honest. You have to be transparent. And if I have a bad day, I have a bad day. And mm-hmm. it's okay to have a bad day. And I expect that if someone in my team have an issue, they come to me with the issue because we're all humans. Yeah, no, vulnerability, I think online too, and maybe you would agree with me, my own experience has been like the storytelling and, and the vulnerability and the authentic storytelling is really where you make the best marketing connections, right? Because I think, and again, you're the expert in branding, but you know, the audience connects with brands that are personal that they can connect to emotionally right and so without sharing that part of your story and your own struggles and your own challenges and your own vulnerabilities they don't really get that depth of connection with you that they need you don't connect with perfection you connect with with the imperfection and i don't want anyone i mean would you like to live with someone who's perfect absolutely not it would be Mm -hmm. terrible because it, it would make you feel imperfect all the time. 
Mm-hmm. Living with someone that is imperfect make you feel balanced, mm-hmm. and that's life. I think that's so important for people to hear, right? You don't connect with perfection because I think a lot of my audience, you know, struggles with kind of mindset things and anxiety and perfectionism and all that sort of stuff. And I think it just gives them a license to say, you know, you don't have to have everything perfect to start an online business. You don't have to have everything perfect to run an online business. You can oh, have oh no, right? Perfect. You actually. Yeah. Turn that around. Use that imperfection and use it for something positive. That's actually the amazing thing about life. Be aware of those imperfections and turn it around. Mm-hmm. That's incredible that we have the power to do that. Mm-hmm. I mean, for example, and this is very personal to me, I had the issue about my accent. That my accent for me was completely not letting me talk. I didn't mm. want to speak English. I really was like, I'm not going to get over this. I would never be talking to you. And right. either I will overcome it. Because it's there to stay. It's not, yeah, going, it's not away. going anywhere. <laughs> it's not, believe me, it's not going anywhere. Anyway, and so either I'm proud of my accent, I accept it as a sexy accent, and I live with it, or... I just never gonna go live. I'm never gonna say what I think. Yeah, no, absolutely. I love that. It's such a it's such a good example of something that someone probably would never have guessed you didn't like, right? So like and oh I think God. that happens a lot is that the things that that other people might define us by, like, oh Lara has that amazing accent, they wouldn't realize that on the other on your side, you're like, this accent is no good, right? And how often that happens, it's just that discrepancy between what people see of us and how we see ourselves. And and like you said, take that thing that you think is not good enough or not, you know, yeah. not perfect and make it your thing, right? Because now you have this like that's part that can be that's part of your brand, right? Is that I, exactly I, even let me tell you a bigger example. Something life sometimes teach you those amazing lessons. I wanted to go to grad school, I wanted to go and, and get an MBA. In order to get an MBA, you need to get a TOEFL. We need oh. to prove that you speak English. I'm terrified of getting a TOEFL, but terrified. I know that I will not pass that exam because I do not speak English. And I know that, and I will not get to pass the TOEFL. So I will never take that test. So I'm never going to go and get an MBA, which at this time of my life, I will never do it. Mm-hmm. But you know what? I was lecturing and teaching in college. And guess what? You don't need to pass the TOEFL for that. Right. So and isn't I, that funny, again, that somebody would never have dreamed that that would have been something that would have intimidated you, right? Because you do speak English and you, right? Like, and, and some, many people from the outside would never have dreamed that that would have been something that was stressful for you or something that was scary for you. It is because I yeah. never learn. I never learn English. I just taught myself English. Mm-hmm. And there are a lot of things that make us weak. But at the same time, it's either you just accept it and you just... Or you deal with it. And mm-hmm. that would have really made me, okay, I don't speak English. I cannot pass it off or I just do it. And I, anyway, I go and I teach in English and I did it. Mm-hmm. And you know what? My students, are, my students understood me. So I guess yeah. I was fine. Totally. So you just need to deal with it. Sometimes you just need to deal with the reality and turn it around. And it's your choice to turn it around, not the others. You're the only one who can turn it around. Well, and not only that, but like you said, you know, there's many things that can make us weak, but or it's the things that make us think that we are 
weak or not good enough when really like you were able to still go on even despite that right and and end up teaching in college and things like that despite that and so what you know what i think i guess for listeners it's like you know what you think might hold you back right what yeah. is holding you back and preventing you from being successful it might not be as big as you think it is right it, you could still have success just in a slightly different way and that's okay too and that's the whole Beautiful probably what, what probably wasn't my path that wasn't what it meant to me for me mm -hmm. i probably i am where i need to be right now and i'm happy where i am i, I had to go through what i i've been that was mm -hmm. my story but that shows you also that there's so many things that there's so many barriers that we put for ourselves mm -hmm. that nobody told me that i cannot pass it off for I didn't even try to take the, the test. Mm -hmm. And probably I will never do it. Probably should try someday. <laughs> if, I, if I get the time to, to study for it. That's something that I put on myself. Nobody said mm -hmm. that I can't do it. So we need to decide who, who put us those limits. Ourselves or is something else? Oh, that is, or good. That is a good point, right? Who is putting the limits on us? Because I think that we do such a good job putting limits on ourselves. <laughs> and I think a lot of women are entrepreneurs. That's what we do. We put our mm -hmm. excuses for ourselves. Oh, it's not the right time because I have little kids. Oh, it's not at the right time because of this or that. There's never a right time because we decided it's not the right time. Oh, absolutely. Like even for myself, I remember, you know, when I was, when I've been transitioning from originally, I started out working mostly with women with anxiety. That was what I did in my business was I coached women with anxiety, kind of overcome that. And then I wanted to shift and work a little bit with entrepreneurs and talk a bit more about business and strategy. And that was a huge limitation that I kind of put on myself saying that like, I had no business to do that. Right. Even though I had built my business and I had lots of what I considered a, a, a a modicum of experience in building a business, right? I just had this huge, I put this huge limit on myself saying that I could never do that. Like, who am I to do that? And a lot of that is imposter syndrome, right? We do that to ourselves with imposter syndrome mm -hmm. as well, believing, you know, asking who are we to do something that we dream of doing. But I think that um, that it's really important to just consider are the, are the limits that you're putting on yourself just you? And, and sometimes it's not just us. Sometimes it's the voice from our families, from our friends, from all these people around us that we are too lazy to make our own decisions of what we believe in. So we accept those voices as ourselves, as our own voices. Mm -hmm. At some point, we need to distance ourselves and say, okay, this is what I really think, or this is what other people think. Mm -hmm. And Absolutely. I think that the moment that we put distance and that we say, okay, I don't think that. I think that's what my father thinks, or that's what my cussing things and I was too lazy to think for myself and mm -hmm. I just picked that up mm -hmm. and but now I can make a decision and this is how I really feel about that that's super at that, important yeah at that point you can make a lot of decisions for yourself yeah it does take getting to that point where you're even realizing and starting to question whether those thoughts are yours because I think a lot of us before we start any personal development you know in in any way, a lot of us walk around believing all the thoughts that we have are ours, right? We don't even have the concept that maybe they've yeah. been implanted from others around us. And so it does take a degree of awareness of what's happening in my brain. And you know, where did that come from to even have that perspective and to be able to say like, is this actually my thought? Or is this, you know, am I living the story of what my parents did? And I think it's much harder after having little kids because you're so busy, so mm -hmm. overwhelmed and so like what 
other moms say and the opinions and what the doctor said and what your friend says, oh, or should I do this with the diaper? Or should I do this, mm -hmm. this rash cream? And this, there's so many voices, mm -hmm. so many opinions and that you just don't know who to listen. And I mean, in your case, you have twins, so you only have to go once. But with the second, it's easier because you're already able to form your little, your opinions a little more. But with the first one, so overwhelming mm -hmm. that you don't know what you think, what other things. It's just too much. It's a lot like building a business, actually, when you don't know exactly. what you're doing. <laughs> <laughs> right you go online and it's like, a lot. like raising a business baby very similar to raising an actual baby and all of a sudden you have seventeen thousand opinions on how you're supposed to do it and the right way to do it and, and everyone has an opinion yeah and i think that's where like and i've said this before like that's what my podcast what the goal one of the goals of my podcast is to help women kind of quiet that chaos and all that extra noise and and cut through what exactly do i need because I think that they lose connection to that early, early on in motherhood. They lose connection to making their own decisions, knowing, like trusting themselves to make those decisions and instead adopt all these extra beliefs from other people and opinions from other people. And so that's why this podcast partly exists is to help women kind of cut through all that noise and all those other assumptions and opinions and find their own, which is... Yeah, and it's not true that even if you have a little baby you cannot have your own business your business is not have to be 24 7 your business doesn't need to have 30 people you can start mm -hmm. lean you can start small you can start at your own pace your business yeah. could be whatever you want your business to be yeah, exactly. It's your, it's your own business. And we had talked about before, I was saying to you that a lot of the listeners here are either aspiring to be business owners, or if, you know, usually they would be solopreneurs, right? Just themselves mm -hmm. running their business and wearing all the multiple hats that you have to wear to run yeah. an online business, right? And yep. so it, it, it's, it's refreshing to hear, you know, it doesn't have to be 24-7 and that you can still build a business and have, you know, a young family. I know that there's, you know, tons of, very successful online entrepreneurs who have young children and there's lots of yeah. role models it can be done it's learning how to do it in a very strategic way that you're not wasting your time or your money and, yeah and i think the secret is not to quit because being mm -hmm. an entrepreneur is to learn how to fail and to fall yet again and and try again and sometimes that. it's not about you it's about that it wasn't the right time Mm -hmm. because there are other it's not about no it's not everything about you sometimes <laughs> external factors you know yeah like elections and yes. or covid there is yeah. a whole world of around of things that happening about and it's or oh, the product wasn't the right timing of what you're doing what could be right now nothing in a year could be a hit so if you really mm -hmm. believe in your product so keep trying and keep trying. I think don't quit is probably the big secret of entrepreneurship. Because if anybody listening has tried to run a business for any length of time, it's like that roller coaster, right? You're like, I'm good, I'm good, I've got this. And then before you know, it, you're like, and I'm quitting because this is terrible. And then I've got this. And then, right? It's just this roller coaster and it's just not giving yeah. in. Yeah. It's not I'm... giving in when you get the I want to quit day. Yeah. And just know that you're going to have. Don't expect, I mean, anyone to understand you. Don't expect that you're going to have a huge support system because not everyone is going to understand your drive or your mm -hmm. 
you, you want to be an entrepreneur because not everyone wants to be an entrepreneur and not everyone understands it. And also not everyone is going to be there for you 24 seven when you have your ups and downs. So you're on your own lady. Mm-hmm. So unless you find, it. unless you find, and that's been my favorite part, I think so far, one of my favorite parts that I didn't expect about having an online business, which is the online business community of people oh, who do get it. Right. Is that there's just, you just like have to go into any Facebook group of entrepreneurs and be like, I need an accountability partner. And somebody's like me, 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 me. Like, right. Everybody wants community yeah, and support. Don't yeah. your real world friends. Exactly. Your real family to be there 24 totally. seven to say hooray for every win or oh bummer for every loss because yeah. it happen. Yeah. they have their own life and, and totally with it yeah. too. And I really feel like you don't understand entrepreneurship unless you're in entrepreneurship. That's what I've yeah. realized as a newer entrepreneur, right? I really feel like because I, you know, I I've spoken to other friends of mine and 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 they, there's just no connection on that topic around like oh well I did this and I launched and it went like this and went like that and they like just there's just not really much connection onto how what does that translate emotionally for you right why do you care yeah, kind I, of thing I, is the, I yeah it like the blank stare yeah it's like they look at you they want to be there yeah. for you but they just don't get it yeah and they're like oh okay yeah that's so, oh good i mean i know that they want to be there for you because they care for you but they just they cannot connect with mm-hmm. all the emotions that you're going through yeah admittedly i would say that's probably similar in a lot of fields as well because i know in medicine it feels the same that you know my husband is incredibly supportive i'm very very blessed um but when it comes to talking about you know whatever a disaster of a medical case and all of the intricacies and all of how the feelings were and all that sort of stuff like unless you've done that you don't get that either right like there's just no comprehension i can't believe you're going through medicine and being an entrepreneur it's just it's a bit crazy. Yeah. <laughs> it's a bit crazy. I have a lot of energy. Yeah, um, going through medical school, twins and... Oh, no, I'm, I'm fully in practice. I've been in practice for five years. So, oh yeah. God. Yeah. But I didn't start my business until my kids were born. So I've only... I've been in business now for... It'll be uh, two years. So... So I haven't, you know, they had, they were, they were about a year when I started my business, but yeah, I've definitely been in practice and raising my kids and, um, and running my business. So it's, it's, yeah, really present, but it's possible. Yeah. Right. And I think that, Absolutely. I think that that's one of the reasons why I love talking to other moms who run businesses and do amazing things is because I think a lot of people who might dream of starting a business, they're one of their first things is I don't have the time. And I think that done properly, you can absolutely have the time. It just has to be something that you're really passionate about. Well, right? my mom, my mama always says that my mom is in her seventies and she still is a full-time lawyer. And wow. she will always say, if you have to ask something to someone, ask someone busy and yeah. someone busy always will make the time for to do something for you someone who doesn't have anything to do will get overwhelmed this is a good point yeah yeah kind of like the less you have to do the less you'll do yes right and and that's very much i forget the law exactly but it's like the the work will expand to fit the time that's allotted to it so Mm -hmm. you know if you provide your business with two hours a day or 10 hours a week right you will build your business in that 10 hours right you will be 
you'll get super efficient. But if you leave yourself, you know, unending days, you'll probably get less done. I actually remember speaking to a a coach of mine who had, who didn't have children. um, And she's amazing. um, This coach. And she said, you know, I think Carly, you probably get more done than me, even though you have two small kids and are a full-time physician because you work in like such dedicated chunks of time that when I do have two hours or I have an hour, I'm making the most of that time. I'm shutting off all the distractions and I'm really, really, really maximizing that time. Oh, I remember the first time I put my son in preschool. I had those two and a half hours for myself. You don't know how much I got done in those two and a half hours. Oh, I can imagine. I'm really excited because the girls are going to play school for six hours a week coming up here oh my god that's Uh incredible and I don't actually work that day so it's actually not a clinic day for me so uh Mondays moving forward like in the fall are going to be strictly business days and I'm really looking forward to it because then I'll have like six uninterrupted hours I'll get so much done I'll be like it'll be it'll be bonkers because I'll have such uninterrupted time well I I hope that you can fit in some manicure pedicure and and some time for yourself too definitely yeah, you really need that. Absolutely. Well, Laura, this was a super fun conversation. And I think you bring such a unique perspective and an amazing accent to the podcast. <laughs> um, and I would love for you to just let everyone know where they can find you online. And of course, all of this will be on the show notes as well. But I'd love and I think you have something coming up that you were maybe going to chat about. Maybe you were. Yes, I have this online training. Actually, I'm going to give you a link later on for um, a free online training. For anyone who's interested in being an entrepreneur, I want to give you guys the tools so you're not lost in the sea of entrepreneurship. And so if you want either to hire a marketing agency or go ahead and do it yourself or go and hire a developer or whoever you need to hire, you know how to talk to them. Just check it out. Let me know what you think. I always welcome communication. And you can check me out at the darl.com or my personal website, larshmoisman.com. You'll get the spelling correct in the notes, probably. Yes. And also my podcast, Coffee Number Five. Amazing. And what's the story behind the name, Coffee Number Five? Oh, Coffee Number Five, because I love coffee. <laughs> it's to coffee, and after coffee comes wine, of course. But before, uh, before I really can get to chat with someone, I reach my coffee number five. <laughs> Probably. It's only five after my coffee. coffee number five. Yeah. I would, I would not sleep if I had five coffees. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, that's an easy, and that only happened like by two or three in the afternoon. <laughs> well, this was a real pleasure, and it's been great chatting with you. I'm really excited to have you on Mind Over Motherhood. Thanks so much for being here. Thank you so much for having me. This was great. Thank you so much for listening to the Mind Over Motherhood podcast. Be sure to subscribe so you can get updated each week when a new episode is released. Have comments or questions about this episode? Reach out to me on either Instagram or Facebook at Carly Crew or through my website at carlycrew.com. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be so grateful if you could share it with someone you love or snap a screenshot and share it on social media. Be sure to tag me so I can say hello. As always, remember, you're meant for more mama and there's nothing wrong with that.